beacons of love. That's good, isn't it? Um, I was I was sorry to hear about uh, David, but when I was asked if I'd, I'd stand in, I I didn't need my arm twisted. Yeah, not because of the subject. I love the subject, but just to to be here this morning. God is good, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, Jesus always shines. Jesus is always the beacon of love. Yeah. I said, I think, when I came last time, that I, this, this thing about shine, Jesus, shine. Well, he, he can't do anything but shine. You know, um, I can understand why Graham Kendrick wrote the song, and how lovely it is. Um, but he's always going to shine. Wherever Jesus is, he's going to shine. He is light. He's the light of the world. So, um, just Jesus, come and bring your light into, into my life, into your life, into our lives, into this world, into our nation. But the, the, the key is uh, about whether I'm going to shine for him, whether I'm going to be this beacon of love in this needy world. And it's, it's possible, isn't it? Yeah? I'm sure there's some uh, some Sunday school songs about that we we all twinkle like little candles or shine like little lights or yeah, um, but he wants us to. And uh, I've got a series of, of, of scriptures here, and I'll, I'll just lead us through some scriptures, and you hear what they say to us, because this is not it, it's not difficult to find scriptures about love in the Bible. I mean, you have to be, you have to cherry pick them in the end because there's so many. Um, but take note of um, Philippians 2, verse 14, that says, Do everything without complaining or arguing. Boom, boom. Yeah? How'd you like that for a, for a start? Do everything. No complaining or arguing, just do it. So that you might be blameless and pure children of God, without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold forth the word of life. How good is that? We all, this, this world is horrible. Look at the news. Why did I sit down and, and watch the 10 o'clock news before going to bed? Eh? If ever you want nightmare material, then watch the news, yeah? <laughs> it's getting worse, isn't it? Yeah? Horrible world. Look at this, look at that, look at that. And all news is geared basically to bad news, and they'll have a little bit at the end, which is a funny little message of someone doing something amazing or kind. But basically it's someone ran into children, someone stabbed someone. But we can be like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life or life. We are not meant to be torchbearers, we're meant to be light. We're meant to be the torches shining in the world. And uh, it says that the back cloth of this is that it's a depraved and crooked generation. A generation is an epoch of time. It's an age. 
from Jesus when in, from when he was here to when he comes again is a crooked and depraved generation. Do you know darkness makes the light brighter? The darker the dark, the brighter the light. So the more it becomes dark, the more the light in me should shine and in you. Darkness cannot extinguish the light. My first hallelujah. Yeah? You were waiting for that, weren't you? Yeah? But darkness cannot extinguish the light. Light will always overcome darkness. It's a, it's a fact. I can't explain the um, physics of it, but it, it is. Darkness is purely an absence of light. When light comes, darkness goes. My second hallelujah. Yeah? That you can change the ambience, the situation of life no matter how rotten and difficult it is. I'm not being glib about the challenges that we face, but we can still radiate the light and love of God. In uh, John 1.4, talking of Jesus, in him was life, and that life was the light of man. So, That life of Jesus was the light of man. Life, light, synonymous. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not destroyed it. My third hallelujah. That no matter what was thrown against Jesus, he came into a depraved world, and as much as the world tried to destroy the light, it couldn't. And it only shone the brighter until that glorious resurrection day. Yet to all, it says in verse 12 of John 1, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, to become children of God, born of God, we became like our Father. We were born because of him into the Father's likeness. And that's why why in Matthew 5, Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, if your light if you let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. When I I travel to the Congo, the flight I get that goes via Paris always arrives in Kinshasa about 8 o'clock at night. And uh, in Kinshasa, because it's actually almost on the equator it gets dark at half past six I mean it gets dark dark not dark it's like the light is switched off yeah and uh, it is hugely dark but when I we fly in and you look at, at, at Kinshasa you see all these wonderful wonderful lights 
And it's because it's so black that the lights look so, so beautiful. So a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. It's meant to shine. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. I think that's why those of us that, um, that do prison work, it, it, in, in terms of prison, it can be the, the darkest of places. But boy, does the light shine there. Does it shine? There's, there's stuff that I couldn't repeat, but the light of Jesus and the light in the men that accept that light and they take the light back to their wings in dark places. In the same way, let your light shine. Isn't that lovely? Let it shine. Let it shine. Don't make it shine. The only thing I can do is put a bowl over it. He's given us the light. He's not manufacturing. You're not manufacturing it. You go out there and shine like a little star throughout the rest of the day. Back to your families, back to your, wherever you go, your neighbours. You can shine the love of God. Is that good? Yeah? That they may see your good deeds so that light is seen in good deeds, we were prayed that, didn't we? And glorify your Father in heaven. Ultimately, this whole series of, of giving the light, allowing it to shine, put it in a place, let it be good deeds, is that God may be glorified. And people will say, wow, look at that. People, look at South Green, Baptist Church. Yeah. There's a lot of light there. When you go out on the, on the streets on a, a Saturday morning, yeah, you take the light of God and you, people can see the joy of the Lord in you. In John 13, 35, Jesus had just said, look, I'm not going to be with you much longer. I'm going to have to go. But a new commandment, see, I'm not going to be with you much longer. So what I'm going to say is really important. So I want you to note this. So of all the things he could say, he says, A new commandment I give unto you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one, must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. This is the, the huge power of love. Jesus said, I'll give you this commandment, just, just love one another, would you? Would you do that, Amy? Yeah? Just love one another. Stop all the other stuff. Just love him. Put down all the grievances and the angst and the, I wish this had happened, I wish that had happened. Just love one another. I mean, he's saying, you know, he's saying, look, in, in a world that's so wound up, it's like a top waiting to explode. Hey. Just play it simple, yeah? The power of love. Love your enemies, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Love them. Pray for them. Don't shout rocks, son. Your neighbour may not be the best neighbour in the world, but God's given them to you. Have that love in them. 
Show them some kindness. Well, they don't show me any. If you only knew them. Yeah? Makes me feel like I want to move. Love them. And again, right the final chapter of John, John 21, Jesus is still on about love to Peter. Do you love me, Peter? Cox, I love you. Do you? It's love. It doesn't make Christianity go round. It's saying love makes the world go round. Love is the very essence of Christianity. It's what it's all about. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. You say, I want to increase my faith. I want to be hoping for great things. The greatest one is to love. Then it goes on in 1 Corinthians, follow the way of love. Ian, would you follow the way of love? Would you just do it? What you were created for. But I haven't got this, I haven't got that. If only I had more dosh. If only, you know, I didn't have all these problems in my life. If only the kids were a bit easier and, uh, you know, if only I was a bit healthier. I could have, if only I knew this 40 years ago. Yeah? I'm getting like a couch potato. Well, don't stop your loving, does it? 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. That's where it comes from. He said, give me the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll give you love. Who is the Holy Spirit? Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Mm, That's a bit challenging, isn't it? Because God is love. I like to have a Cruden's book on on systematic theology. I need that to find out what God is. But well, let me give you the top line here. Forget the rest of it for a moment. But I want to know the rest of it because it's good that I know. It's just his love. This is how God showed his love among us. 1 John 4 goes on. He sent his one and only son in the world that we might live through him. This is love. Hmm. 1 Corinthians 13.8 Love never fails. What? Love never fails? Hey, what if someone doesn't accept it? What if someone abuses it? Isn't it failed? Love never fails. If you want to live a way that's a way of victory, if you want to be more than a conqueror and live in triumph, then you love. You choose to love. Love is a choice. And we are called to be like God in his likeness. People are meant to be looking at me and then thinking, well, he's not much like God. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah? And people say, no, I'm not coming to church. Bunch of hypocrites. Well, it's a bit sad, isn't it? They might be wrong. 
But maybe there's an element of truth in it. Hmm. 1 John 2, verse 5. But if anyone obeys his word, though for obedient, God's love is truly made complete in him with a capital H. That's God's love is truly made complete in Jesus. We know what love is because we know Jesus. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. It becomes quite plain, doesn't it? If I'm saying I'm a follower of Jesus, then I'm, uh, this is how the, anyone would know that. It's because I walk as Jesus did. How did he walk? He walked in love. God's love was made complete in Jesus. Well, God's love is complete, but it was made complete because it was seen in human form. God's love wasn't an abstract thing. God's love is always seen, love is seen in a practical outworking. It's the evidence it was made complete in Jesus. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. That love was made complete in the coming of Jesus because it had to be demonstrable. But more, 1 John 4.12 says, No one has seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Hang on, God's love was made complete in Jesus. Now God's love is made complete in us. Well, it is complete. How could I make something that's perfect more perfect? But it's, it's only fulfilled. God's love needs a body. He had it in Jesus. Jesus was taken for the world and another body came into being called the church, the body of Christ. You and me. It's made, the love is made complete when it finds its outworking in us. On Wednesday, singing carols in a, in, in a home amongst uh, residents there, is God's love being made complete. Hallelujah, in works of service, whatever that might be. How should we love then? John fifteen twelve. my command is this, love one another as I have loved you. Hmm. That's more than offering someone a polo. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. <laughs> Where's this leading? Mm-hmm. A bit more than sending Christmas cards. I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. John fifteen twelve. I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Were you, were you called just to come and sit on a chair in church, sing some good songs, listen to some fellow speaking for a little while, and then having a tea and coffee? Woo! Sounds good. But I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. What is that fruit? What is that fruit? Hey, you've been listening. Yeah? 
So in, in 1 John 13, it says, If I have not love, I am nothing. Nothing. I've missed the mark so much that it, this is nonsense. My whole Christian experience is nonsense. It's nothing. Unless it's a love-bearing life. That whoever I meet, wherever I meet, whether it's a cold call, with someone coming to the door, we had a guy from Amazon delivering something about 8 o'clock last night. Bang, bang, bang on the door and then he sort of dumps the thing and goes off. There's a person I could love. Anyone. The entire law, Galatians 5.14, is summed up in a single command. I like that. Get it all condensed down a little bit so I can understand it. Yeah. So condense all this down. What's it condensed down to? In a single command, love your neighbour as yourself. That's a test. Do I think about others more than I think about myself? Hmm. You remember that Pharisee that came to Jesus? Whoa, tell me, what's the greatest commandment in amongst all this stuff? Yeah. He says, you've got to love God with all your heart, your soul and your mind then love your neighbour as yourself. This is what it's all about. In our clothes. Hallelujah. That's the fifth hallelujah. <laughs> Joshua 22, 5 says, Love the Lord your God. You do it. And walk in all his ways. That's the second bit. You love him, you walk in his ways. What is his ways? His ways is to love. Obey his commands hmm? to love one another and hold fast to him because he is love and serve him with all of your heart and soul. Hallelujah. You can do it in him. The world needs it. He needs it. I need it. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. For Christ's love compels us. The actual motivation for all that I've said is his love. Because he so loved me, there's an obligation to love others. Because his grace was so much to forgive me, that same love should be working through me to forgive others. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and that we should not live for ourselves but him who died for us. May it be. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you don't ask us something that's too hard for us. In fact, you've made it simple. You said let it happen. But I have to lay down lots of things in my own life Father for it to happen so may it be Father for each one of us at this busy time that Father we take every opportunity you've given us 
And so fill us with your love now, Lord. May it displace everything that gets in the way. And that which we receive, we can give away. For your glory. Amen. May God bless you all.